With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, final segment here of the show. The segment brought to you by our friends here at Kugler Vision. Nate, tell us about the latest uh, going on here with Kugler Vision. Yeah, Kugler Vision is, uh, you know, they're doing their best to, to flatten the curve. They have kind of shut down their operations right now and, and doing their best to social distance. But that does not mean that uh, they are ignoring your vision needs. That you can, uh, they're offering vi- virtual appointments. Uh, you can go onto their website at kuglervision.com to uh, take a quiz to see what type of vision correction would be best for you. So when things get back to normal, uh, Kugler Vision is going to be there to help you uh, seeing 2020 and 2020. All right, Nate. Well, obviously things are shut down as far as organized activities go, workouts, spring practices. Um, but the one thing that we've learned is not shut down, and that's really everywhere around the country is recruiting for football, especially. And um, you know, teams are just maximizing this time, almost treating it like um, the spring evaluation period, but they're not able to obviously get live evaluations. We're seeing a lot of 2022 offers go out, and Nebraska made a run this past week, Nate, on the quarterback position. Tell us more. Yeah, it's it's been kind of interesting. I mean, this whole deal – yeah, I wasn't sure how it was going to impact recruiting, um, but I mean, obviously they're not able to have kids on campus, which is a big deal. Uh, but at the same time, they have a lot more free time on their hands. They've been able to uh, to reach out. They're hitting the phones hard. They're texting. They're messaging. Uh, they're getting kids to call them and um, and even working ahead. And and we've seen that this past week. Mario Verduzco has offered four 2022 quarterbacks already. Um, you know, and, and I think. That uh, you know, generally they like to see guys throw in person, but a lot of these guys are kind of the the no brainer type of quarterbacks, uh, um, and and they've gotten a, a jump start on these guys. and And f- the early feedback from a lot of these players is that they're they're pretty inter- interested in Nebraska, and that um, you know they had great conversations with Mario Verduzco and um, are really really intrigued by Nebraska. So you know, once the the restrictions are, are lifted, once this dead period is over, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we hear about a handful of these 2022 quarterbacks visiting uh, at some point in time. So, um, you know, that's kind of been one of the bigger developments that we've seen or bigger trends, I guess I should say, here over the last week or so. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show as we talk recruiting. And, Nate, when you look at the quarterback recruiting now for 2021, um, where do things sit with Peter Costelli? Um, you know, Northwestern, I know he's a prime target for them as well. Um, I mean, do you have a read where they're at with him? And if they don't get Costelli, is it as simple as maybe Henrik Harburg from Kearney Catholic is plan B? Do you know where they're at at that, at that spot for 21? Yeah, well, right now, I mean, it's kind of Costelli's at the top. Um, you know, he was one of the casualties to the dead period. He was set to uh, visit Lincoln, I think, for the third or fourth time overall. 
um, for that the big junior day that Nebraska had uh, scheduled, and then the dead period was went into effect. I think on that that Thursday before the the junior day or whatever it was. So um, you know, right now he's kind of in a holding pattern, uh, and I think Nebraska not only is he at the top of of uh, you know their list. I think that Nebraska is right towards the top of his list still, uh, still very very uh, interested in the Huskers. But you know he's got 15, 16 different offers. Um, you know. Aside from Nebraska, too, and you mentioned one in Northwestern. Um, there's, you know, there's a handful of other places that that uh, are after him very, very hard. And he was planning on taking a, a handful of trips this spring, and then hopefully having a decision sooner or later. So, um, you know, he's he's not saying he's moving his timeline up or moving it back right now, but uh, he is one of those players where I, I would anticipate, you know, this whole deal of you know impacting his uh, decision making process and in terms of exactly when he's going to do that. But, um, you know, if Nebraska does not get Peter Costelli whenever he does decide to make a decision or or cut his list or whatever, um, you know, Henrik Harburg is definitely still very much in the picture. Um, the thing here, though, is, I mean, Nebraska is wanting to see him throw in person before they extend the offer. And um, I know in our chat this past week, um, somebody asked, you know, what's the what are the differences between Harburg and Costelli? Uh, and really, I mean, they, they compare pretty favorably. They're both big athletic guys. They can run very, very well. Now, Costelli doesn't show it necessarily on film uh, as much as uh, uh, Harburg does. But, um, he, I mean, he's he's uh, the open 100 guy uh, for Mission Viejo. He's, he's like the anchor leg on their 4x100 team. Uh, he can move. Uh, I mean, he's an under – he's like a 10'8", 100-meter guy or 10'7", 100-meter guy at 6'3", 205 pounds. So uh, he can move extremely well. Uh, and he's played at a higher level. You know, the competition that he faces out there uh, at Mission Viejo is, is uh, you know, some of the best in the country. He's been – you know, he's got a quarterback guru, so on and so forth. So I, I think that he's a much more polished product right now. But uh, at the same time, I think they compare pretty favorably. I think Harburg probably has a little bit of a higher ceiling at this point. And um, you know, and it may be just as simple as, you know, after Nebraska sees Harburg throw in person, they say, hey, you know what, um, we're going to offer and, and whoever takes the that that spot is, is going to be the guy for 2021. You know, it is interesting, though, Nate, just how when you watch Nebraska and the early quarterbacks um, Nebraska offers, you know, it, when you go and see what these guys end up being ranked, I mean, a lot of times Nebraska, you know, I go back to, was it Garcia? Um, I mean, that, that he's arguably number one quarterback in the country right now, and, and Nebraska offered him. Were they his first offer at that time? They were the second offer at, at that time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right now he's he's arguably the, the top overall, top-ranked quarterback in the country. Um, and, and, I mean, Nebraska was right there on the ground level with him. Same with, I mean, Logan Smothers. I mean, he had South Alabama, and, and Nebraska offered him. Um, and we all know what he became, uh, you know, a Rivals 250 prospect. We're talking about Costelli. And Nebraska was the very first team to offer Peter Costelli. And within a week's time, 10 days' time, uh, he blew up, had had close to 10 offers uh, after the Huskers pulled the trigger. So, um, I mean – Nobody evaluates quarterbacks quite like Nebraska does. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that the, they are the best uh, in the nation at, at identifying talent at the quarterback position, but they know what they want. They know what they're looking for. And Mario Verduzco does a fantastic job of of uh, you know pulling the trigger on these offers and evaluating these guys. And um, you know, 
I, we have not, we've yet to see somebody that they've offered that has kind of, kind of been like a head scratcher or, or kind of fizzled out or, or not really reached the, the level of, of, uh, you know, big time offers that, that we've seen. And recruiting too, I have a lot of respect for that, Nate, because I feel like recruiting has become a copycat game where you just say, Oh, they offered, well, we better offer. And, and you may not even really truly do a full eval of a guy. You just offer because that team offered and that team offered. And that's where I give Frost and Verdusco a ton of respect on the quarterback side because they aren't afraid to be the first guy in the school to ask a girl out. They're not going to wait until somebody does it first. They want to be the first guy. Then everybody else follows. When the cool guy asks a girl out, everybody else wants to ask a girl out. They they want to be that first person. And it mattered with Smothers, as you mentioned. Yep. And you know it mattered with Martinez to an extent because they wanted him for so long at Central Florida before he ended up coming to Nebraska with them. So I, I do really respect that approach. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to. Um, and sometimes it takes guts to, to be that first one to offer uh, because the natural question always is, well, how come how come no one else has offered this kid already? You know, we love him and we like everything about him, but how come no one else has done it? What do they know that we don't know? Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, but they they are strong in in their convictions as far as what they're looking for, and they know what they like. And um, and like you said, I mean, it it's, it makes a huge difference. Logan Smothers, not only were they the the first big time school to offer, but they were then able to say, hey, look, this is what's going to happen. Uh, there's going to be about ten other schools that all of a sudden start knocking on your door and wanting to talk to you um you know and out of those 10 about five of them are going to offer immediately and you know they're all going to want you to visit campus uh, as soon as possible and um you know and, and then they you know when when smothers eventually committed they said okay well uh, now that you've committed you, you're still going to get all this attention and there's going to be schools telling you to back off your commitment or still take a visit and it won't hurt to visit and i mean they were able to like predict the future with logan every step of the way and everything that they said was going to happen pretty much did happen exactly the way they said it was going to and um and that only kind of strengthened things with with smothers uh because they were they believed him in, in him first and then they were so open and honest about how everything was going to play out um that you know as it all unfolded they said well geez these, these guys know um i mean they're they're on top of it so um yeah it, it, as far as quarterback recruiting i think that's probably the one position uh out of out of everything that you you just don't have to worry about at, at Nebraska under Scott Frost and Mario Verduzco. I, I think that they're always going to get their guy, um, and they're always going to have a lot of talent in that room. All right, well, thanks again um, earlier in the show to Matt Abdelmazi for joining us here on the show and to Grace Harmon, Nate Klaus, Robin Washett. promise we'll be back again next week as uh, we'll get you through everything that's going on and, and try to bring some Husker news into your life here every week. Make sure you do log on to HuskerOnline.com, support our site, as uh, we will keep you up to date on everything um, with recruiting and kind of what's next with COVID-19. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 